You are listening to the Subi and You podcast. Welcome back to another episode. I have Journey XV here on this episode. Uh, John is a guy that is the driver of Journey XV. We get into a conversation about his build and places that he enjoys going uh, and a lot more. But before we get into the conversation, let's go ahead and get into some news and some other business. On Saturday, August 28th, Rugged Roo Crew is holding an event at Ocean Shores. Go spend your day with the best crew around and have some fun at the beach. This will be a BYO event, so please be sure to pack yourself some drinks, snacks, and a lunch. There are plenty of establishments in town to enjoy also. Um, Don't forget to bring a chair and weather-appropriate clothing. The crew has planned two pre-meet location spots along the route to the ocean. However, do not feel obligated to cruise down with the crew. You can just meet them at the ocean, too. Uh, If you decide to cruise with the crew, um, respect for the rules of the road is an absolute requirement. They will already be bringing attention to themselves as a line of badass subies going down the road. So be sure to keep it positive. No driving reckless or speeding around. If you choose to do this, you'll not be allowed to attend any future cruising events. Please bring your walkies for best communication en route. Okay, the first pre-meet stop will be at 9.15 to 9.30 a.m. at the Costco located at 35100 Enchanted Parkway South, in Federal Way, Washington. The second pre-meet stop will be at 1015 to 1045 at Hagen Grocery, located at 1313 Cooper Point Road, Southwest in Olympia, Washington. And then the final stop will be at 1230 to 130 p.m., depending on traffic, at Ocean Shores SR115 entrance. Once at the beach, you are free to come and go as you please. Uh, The event will officially be over at 4 p.m., but of course, you're welcome to stay as long as you like. So be respectful of other ocean goers and do not be reckless. Remember, you are sporting and repping the Rugged Roo Crew name while you are with them. And the car scene already has enough flack, so they don't want to add to that. Uh, Also remember that... Safety is their number one goal. Rugged Roo Crew is not liable for any injury or accidents caused while or at events, including yourself, other people, property, or location. By attending this meetup, you are agreeing to everything that was just mentioned, um, also to follow all rules and regulations. The Ocean Shores event was put together because the Bethel Ridge run was pushed back to September 25th due to the wildfire situation growing in that area. So hopefully they will still get to do that uh, by the time the 25th rolls around. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening to this bit of news for the Rugged Root Crew. And now for some Soft Road Nation news. Soft Road Nation Colorado would first like to thank everyone who came out and had such a great time at their first event. So now it's time for another event heading out to Medano Pass on August 28th and 29th for some primitive camping and night trailing for those who wish to stick around after the initial trail run. The meetup will be at Love's Country Store at 5505 Travel Plaza Drive in Fountain, Colorado, 80817 at 11 a.m. 
You can stock up on any last-minute needs, and takeoff will be at 12 p.m. to head to Madano Pass. It'll be about a three-hour drive to Forista for any last-minute needs at those stations. And once they take off again, the trail will take a few hours to complete. Uh, then they will set up for camp um, for those who will be staying. Later in the evening is when they will get together to do some night trailing uh, for anybody who is interested in that uh, before getting back to camp for the evening on the 29th, they will finish out the event on the SDNP side and split off from there. If you have any questions, you can send a DM to Java Wagon or Shadowru. Um, they ask that you please reserve a spot on their Facebook page if you can. If you go to their Instagram bio, you can click on the link there, and the first link that that will show up uh, with will be the um, event for their uh, Facebook page. So you can just click on that and register for or sign up for the event. So that's it for the news. Let's go ahead and head into some other business. Okay, this episode is brought to you by Primitive Racing. This will also be the last announcement for Primitive Racing and also your last chance for getting that additional 5% off of purchasing two or three skid plates. Uh, you already get a discount for purchasing two or three skid plates, but with this code, you get an additional 5% off. So anyway, Primitive Racing is a manufacturer and retailer of high quality parts and accessories for Subarus. Boasting a complete lineup of skid plates, lift kits, and a huge inventory of the unrivaled King Springs. Primitive has been making innovative products and accumulating a catalog of unique and hard-to-find solutions. They also have the knowledge and experience to make recommendations to meet the needs of the ever-growing segment of Subaru off-road enthusiasts like many of you. So check them out at get-primitive.com. If you go to their Instagram page, you will find a link to their website in their bio. So again, the discount code for an additional 5% off for skid plates is S, the and symbol, U, S-K-I-D, and the number 5 to get that additional 5%. Uh, if you want to get 5% off of a lift kit, you can use the code S, the and symbol, U, L-I-F-T, and the number 5. And this is your last opportunity to take advantage of the discount codes because it ends this Wednesday on the 18th. So if you have been on the fence about getting some skid plates or getting a lift kit, or if you know somebody who needs some skid plates or a lift kit, let them know uh, because this is the last opportunity to get that. And now I would like to give a huge, huge thank you to Blake and to Primitive Racing for the set of skid plates that you had given to me as a way to help support the podcast and to support my build. Also want to thank you for putting together this discount code for many of you out there who have used it. Um, I know that it, it ended up helping you save some money on a set of skid plates. So anyway, thank you so much, Blake and Primitive Racing. I really, really appreciate it. You have a great company. Everybody always has great things to say about you. And um, you're very respected in, in the community and your product is great. So thank you. Okay, time for those shout outs. We've got Dirt Trooper, ND Forester, and Chewy Roo. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. And thank you to everybody else for always supporting the podcast, for listening, sharing, subscribing, following, uh, however you do it on whichever platform you listen to. If you want to help support the podcast even further, 
head over to the link in my bio on either Pearl the Crosstrex page or Subi and You podcast page. Click on the link and you can get a Subi and You decal to put on your car to rep the podcast and to help support it. Also, while you're there, you can navigate around and see what all Eccentric Designs has to offer because she has some new products that she's coming out with. So if you've been, you know, looking for something for your car, maybe it's there now. But anyway, she has a lot of great products either way. So check it out. And um, thanks again, everybody, for always listening again. And it just it really means so much how great this community has been in supporting the podcast and listening. So let's go ahead and get into this episode with John and Journey XV. I am a Hey, uh, just want to say thanks for, you know, coming on the podcast. I know you've been on the list for a while and uh, decided to go ahead and make it happen. Yeah, this is like super sweet. We've talked about it for a while and I'm glad that we're actually like able to get it done now. Yeah, yeah. It's super cool to have you on. I've been following your your car for a while and uh, I really like it. So I was like, hey, let's uh, let's have you on the podcast. And I don't remember if you contacted me or I contacted you, but because it's so long ago, but here you are. I think it just started out as like a normal conversation. And then we were talking about the podcast. Yeah, probably so. I know that's the way some of the other ones have happened where it was like, I wasn't really reaching out to somebody and they weren't reaching out to me specifically for the podcast. It was just like conversation. And then I was like, hey, let's do this. That's like the best way to do it, though, because it's like, then you're like having an actual conversation it's not just like hey do you want to be on my podcast yeah exactly go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what part of the country you live in all right so my name is john um i'm 28 i live in northern california like the real northern california smack dab in the redwoods nice um i was born and raised up here Uh, i've lived a couple other places but this is basically where i've been most of my life Okay, cool. So where were the other places that you lived? Um, so I lived in Missouri for a little bit, um, helping my uncle out with the landscaping business and stuff. So I was out there for probably about three years or so. And then um, I joined the army and got stationed out in Colorado Springs. Oh, yeah, that's nice. My That's where my, uh, my cousin was stationed there for a while. It's... It's really nice out there, but I don't know. It's there's no ocean. I'm I can look out my front porch and I can see the ocean, so it's it's hard being away from that. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I'm like I prefer the mountains, and I think it's because the first time I ever saw the mountains was going out to Col- well, no, I went out to Col- uh California and saw some mountains, and you know, they're they're nice there. I mean, it's it's definitely nicer than where I'm at cuz it's flat. But then I went to Colorado and I was like, okay, this is where I feel like I belong. And it was, uh, it was absolutely beautiful. So I fell in love with the mountains and I want to live in Colorado at some point. Yeah. The cool thing though is I can go, I can go like 35, 40 minutes away and I'm up in the mountains. So I kind of have the best of both worlds, you know, that whole Pacific Northwest type thing. Yeah. The, that whole thing we don't have down here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everything that Texas doesn't have. Yeah, pretty much. 
Um, I was looking at your Instagram posts and I scrolled all the way to the first one where you posted the picture, the first picture of your car. And it said that you saved up money for a very long time to get your cross trek. How long did you end up having to save that money up? Um, so I was saving specifically for a new car, uh, for a little over a year, um, like hardcore saving, like trying not to spend money on anything that I didn't need. Uh, or really like want. Um, so it was really just a little over a year and I wanted to be able to put a good down payment down and all that and be able to have some set aside so I could purchase some, some mods. Cause I already knew that <laughs> I was going to add some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so did, so were you, I guess, specifically saving up to buy a cross track? Um, originally I wanted a WRX, but, um, we, after sitting down and thinking about it and my girlfriend like making me realize that we don't need another car. We need something that's going to get us out places and be able to have that variety and not just be stuck to highways. So then um, we started looking at cross tracks. So it was definitely a Subaru then, correct? Yeah. So um, I actually had a, 2001 Subaru Legacy wagon before I got my Crosstrek and I fell in love with the all-wheel drive and just <laughs> yeah. how how great it felt even though it was a beater it was definitely I got it from my aunt's tow yard on a lean sale it had been flipped over on its side but I had put new parts on it and it was like a little project commuter beater car and I just fell in love with Subaru yeah so, yeah, because it's always interesting to me to find out how people came across getting into a Subaru, you know, like why they chose Subaru. Yeah, it was definitely the wagon for me. Yeah, and I, I like having a hatchback, too, because it just gives you more flexibility with um, carrying stuff in it. Yeah, it's it's weird because I really love cars like like sedans and all that stuff, but I always buy an SUV or like a hatchback. <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah, they're good. I mean, they they just like I said, they're they're flexible with the, especially the space because trunks are nice, but you know, it, the it's the opening that you can't always get stuff in. So, um Yeah. So, since you knew that you wanted to do some or add some mods, what was the first mod? Um, so technically it was a roof basket because it came off of my wagon. I had a like if you look back on my posts, I had that Thule roof basket. Yeah, um, yeah. But while I was in the dealership, while I was in the dealership, we actually ordered wheels and tires. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So what do, what all mods do you have right now? Oh, man. Um, so I have a list. <laughs> all right. I have. So I've got um, for wheels and tires, I've got the LP Adventure LP5s. They're 15 by 7 with a negative 15 offset. Um, and then I've got the uh, BF Goodwrench KO2s, and I'm running a 215.75 okay. on those. Nice. And then the wrap, which I'm sure we will talk about later, um, yeah, yeah. is actually like a, a do-it-yourself vinyl kit from a company called Atypical. Okay. Um, I found them on Instagram. And then I have... The Anderson Design and Fabrication lift kit. It's an inch and a half in the front and then an inch and seven eighths in the rear. 
And then I have some rock block mud flaps, some uh, badge overlays from Orsini Vinyl and Design. And then I got SMK fabrication uh, ditch light mounts, the ones that are right up by my mirrors. They go on that where that little plastic piece is. Yeah, those look good. Yeah, I I'm so glad that I went with those instead of the hood. I I fell in love with it as soon as I installed them. Oh yeah. And then I have I have the uh, the dark defense DDS four ditch lights on those, and definitely happy with that choice too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. They are super bright, like. I feel bad even like using them if anybody is remotely close. When we go to the car meets and stuff and when we leave, usually I'll have like my lights on and all that stuff. And if I turn towards everybody else, it's just like blinding. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and then I have the uh, the spider no drill roof rack. That's yeah, that's nice. One of the newest things. Yeah, and I saw on- that. Yeah, that was probably one of one of the most useful things that I've gotten so far. Yeah, those are good. And then um, I've got an LED, Element LED uh, light bar down in my bumper in that lower grill section. Okay. And then the uh, Outer Tents Osprey Mini Rooftop Tent. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. So... Uh, of all the mods that you have, what would you say is your favorite? Ooh, um, my favorite would probably be my wrap. Yeah, that's uh, that's nice. So uh, let's go ahead and get into that because it's uh, it definitely makes your car stand out big time. And I I remember, you know, I don't I don't remember exactly like when I started following you or whatever, but it's just like, whoa, what's this cross trick? This is uh this is pretty cool. It's different. Yeah, so um it was like I said it was a kit from Atypical and the way that they had it it was very similar um but it was only on the sides and then there was almost no gap in between each um cuz each of the black pieces are all individually cut. Okay. And there was almost no space so you couldn't see any of the like background paint when I was laying it. Because we just kind of stuck it to the car with some painter's tape before we actually laid it out. Oh, yeah. And I decided that it it wasn't really what I wanted, and I wanted to space it out more. And then it just kind of became what it was, and I had so much extra that we decided to do the back, too. Yeah, so I guess it was a design that, that they yeah. had? Okay. So you, was there, I guess there was kind of like a template or something? Um. So there wasn't a template. It was just, um, it was really just, basically looking at the picture that they had posted on Instagram and kind of like oh okay doing it myself from there what i got from them was just a box full of shapes <laughs> <laughs> now it looks really good i i i was impressed with it i really liked it and it's it's funny cuz like my girlfriend was she was giving me a hard time about putting decals on my car and i said hey uh <laughs> you think I've got a lot of decals. Look at this one. And I showed her your car and she was like, oh, I actually like that. That looks really good. So I was like, yeah, I was kind of uh, surprised that she said she liked it. Yeah. Tell her. Thank you. Yeah, I will. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, no, it's a, I I really like it. It's cool. I mean, I just have like, you know, I guess the 
quote unquote standard decals from different things, repping different things. But yeah, I really like that. So what would you say has been your most useful mod so far? Uh, that would have to definitely be the tires. Like, without a doubt, because going up in the snow or living next to the ocean, we go in the sand and all that. I have never had even remotely any fear of getting stuck. Oh, that's good. And that... Granted, we don't we don't have anything that's like super, you know, intense trails or anything like that. Yeah. But I we do get quite a bit of snow when we go up into the mountains. Yeah. And so have have you gotten close to getting stuck? I've tried, but <laughs> I, but I haven't. Um Yeah. It, it's yeah. such a good feeling. I mean, cuz like I was talking to somebody, I think yesterday or something, and talking about um, when, like, when you're driving in the in the rain, and I've tried to get my car sideways, and it's just, I'm sure I could if I tried hard enough, but it's nice to know that it's like I have to work for it. So just driving in the rain makes me feel so much safer with that all-wheel drive. Yeah, um, we have this road. It's called Avenue of the Giants, and it is like giant redwoods and this windy road. And we always go on cruises with the local Subaru group. And um, like it's mostly like WRXs and STIs or, you know, all the turbo fast cars. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but I, I can I've driven that road so many times and I trust the all wheel drive enough that I can keep up in all the corners and stuff. So it's like. It's super nice just having that, like, I don't know what you would call it, kind of that, like, comfortable feeling, knowing that you don't have really much to worry about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I, I was on some gravel one time, and I wanted to do, like, I didn't really want to do donuts. I just wanted to get it sideways and, like, you know, fishtail it or drift it or something, and I had to work for it. And, uh, but, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it it's definitely, you can, you can feel it that, you know, it doesn't it doesn't just slide around and that's a nice feeling. Is it a little bit easier to get it sideways since you have the manual so you can kind of. Yeah, it. but even then I still have to work for it. Yeah, because I mean, I, I can rev it and everything and, you know, kind of pop it out and pop the clutch out and, and get more, um, you know, gas to it. And But even then, yeah, it's still it's it is a little bit easier, but it's not. I still have to work for it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean the all-wheel drive and how it made to cinder a little sideways. Yeah. Yeah. So are, are there mods that you still want to get? Ooh. Um, <laughs> there is mods that I need to get that I have been putting off, even though I know that I need to get them, which would be skid plates. Yeah. Yeah. Those are important. Yeah. Yes. I've got a discount code, you know, with primitive <laughs> racing, you can get, uh, hey. Get uh, two or three skid plates, and you get additional 5% off. Ooh, there we go. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What uh, what other ones do you need to get? Um, I also want to I also want to get uh, some bumpers. That would be, like, it's not, like, a necessity anytime soon, but it's definitely one of those wants. You're talking about, like, the, uh, the metal bumpers? Yeah, like, the ones from uh, F44. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's some nice ones out there. Definitely helps with your approach angle too, because that the stock bumper comes down pretty low. Even when you have a lift, it's just 
there's not that angle there that you need to to get up some of the stuff. That's what I, I had an issue with that when I was in Colorado. My bumper kept hitting this spot and I couldn't get over it. I've only scraped my bumper while we were in the snow and it like knocked my fog light cover a little bit loose only on one side, like not enough to pop it out fully or anything. But that's the only time that I've ever really had like a a decent bumper scrape. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, mine, if I would have, I could have sent it and maybe made it, but my bumper was hitting pretty low on the other side. So I don't even know that I, I mean, I would have taken my bumper off probably if I would have just, just gone for it. But, you know, I was just, I was trying to be safe, trying to be careful because I had to drive back home and I didn't want to drive back home with a cut off bumper. I mean, it would look really good. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll try it someday. Right. So, are there are, are there any accounts that you follow that have kind of influenced some of your mods? Um, I, I can't really say like any specific ones because when I was looking into getting a cross trek, I was constantly all over Instagram, like cross trek hashtags and all that, just like off road Subaru and all that. And then um, on Pinterest a lot, just kind of compiling ideas and finding out what was common and yeah. then doing some research on it. That's good. Yeah, no, that's a good approach too. Because, um, yeah, I was when I was looking at when I, I mean, even a few years before I got mine, I was watching YouTube videos of like stock cross tracks going through mud and snow and and other stuff. And I'm like, man, these cars are awesome. But I didn't really know about mods back then, so I didn't really get into that until I actually started my account and bought my car. But so. Yeah, we have a a local Subaru group here, and one of the uh, couples that are in the group, which now are really good friends of my girlfriend and I's, um, their their Instagram is Wild Thorinberries. Yeah, and yeah. They, you know, they've had the the off road trek with the the multi colors and all that stuff. And once I saw that, I was like. I'm definitely not keeping a stock cross track. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I've seen stock cross tracks lately, white ones especially, and I'm just like, it looks so plain. There's no way I could go back to having just a stock car. I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah, that's that's me. Every time we're in like a parking lot or something, I point it out to my girlfriend and I'm just like, this is what I looked like? like what the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, man, it's, it's and it looks so different, too. I mean, I think back to even when I just had, like, you know, a couple of decals on my car, and that made it just look different to me, and, and I liked that. So everything that I have now, and it's cool to get the looks, too. You know, it's like people are checking out your car. It's like, what is that? Yeah, I. that's one of the reasons that I, like, love the rap is because, like, it doesn't matter. It could be, you know, really, really young kids or really, really old, you know, adults. And they're like, they look and they smile and I get compliments on it all the time. And the kids call it the zebra car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a, you know, a zebra pattern, but um, no, I, I like that. So you have in your, uh, in your uh, bio, you have a link for um, it's, is it Audu? tire inflator is that how you yeah pronounce that's it? um um i believe so i think it's audu um i'm not i haven't really heard anybody like say it out loud so i'm not sure yeah so are they um, a sponsor or like an affiliate or something 
So it's actually an affiliate. Um, I posted a picture on my Instagram story of like when I was airing back up and they got a hold of me and they're like, Hey, do you like, you know, we want to, we want you to work with us and kind of give you an affiliate link and all that stuff. And so, yeah, I, it was random too. Cause I, um, wild thornberries actually had the same one and they told me about it and I've been using it since basically the first week that I've had my cross track. And it was not even that long ago, probably, I don't know, four or five months that they messaged me about it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's nice that they contacted you like that. Yeah. And all I did was post on my story and I was just like, <laughs> okay, you know, showing it off. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, I've had a few experiences airing down and airing back up and it's airing down definitely makes a huge difference, especially on like uh, gravel roads where that are kind of rocky. It uh, makes it so much softer. Yeah. We just went camping last weekend and it was like eight miles of just gravel road before you even got like close to where we were going to go camping. And it was very washboard. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I saw the sign that it was like, like miles of dirt road, I pulled over and I, I aired down and it was actually a really big difference compared to, you know, I keep my tires at like 38 PSI mm-hmm. and I aired down to around 25 and it was huge difference. Yeah. Cause we, we were doing that when we were in Colorado, we were going up to um, find this little waterfall and it was a pretty, pretty bumpy road with the rocks. Cause they were, they seemed like they were pretty big rocks and we, I didn't air down at first and I'm like, I pulled over and I aired down and it made such a difference. It was so nice. What, what waterfall were you going to? Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I'd have to look it up. Um, but it was, uh, and it was like this waterfall that we, you had to like wade through some freezing cold water just to get to, you couldn't just like walk up to it. Um, so we, uh, was it in Colorado Springs? No, it was like near the great. Oh, it's, uh, so it's the Zapata, um, waterfall. It's like at North Zapata Ridge and there's a waterfall up there. Okay, I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's near the Great Sand Dunes. So we went out to the Great Sand Dunes, and then on the way back, we went up to that that spot. Oh, nice. Yeah, but we didn't didn't really get to see the waterfall, because like I said, we had to wade through some water. We got up to where you would start the trek to get to the waterfall, and there was this couple that was just getting out, and they and they had their they didn't have any socks and shoes on. They were holding their socks and their shoes in their hand, and they said you can get to the waterfall, but you have to wade through this water, and your feet will be numb in about five minutes. And there was really bad mosquitoes up there too. So and it was starting to get it was getting close to getting dark. So we decided to just turn back around, and so. My son got as close as he could because he found some a way to like kind of walk along the side uh, out of the water, and he got up there pretty close, but he still couldn't see it. Ah, oh, dang! Sometimes you know you just gotta you gotta take the L on it and turn around. <laughs> yeah, so that was okay, um, but you know that's all right. So how did you come up with the name for your cross trek? Because it's journey. Well, it says journey XV on your. Instagram handle, but it's Journey the Cross Trek is like the actual name, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, actually my girlfriend came up with that. Um, not really sure like 
how it came about, but we were thinking of a name for it, and that was the one that she said, and it just stuck. Yeah, no, that's a good name. I mean, I guess it's like you can get out and go out on journeys with it for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then when you, so when you bought it, was white the only color that you considered or were there other colors that you were considering? Oh, no, it was definitely white. It was white, had to be a premium, had to have cloth seats, and it had to have the heated seat option. <laughs> yeah, that's an, that's important. We don't need it too much here, but it is nice. It does get cold here sometimes, but not consistently enough to really need it. Yeah, it doesn't get super cold here, but it's it's cold enough in the mornings where it's like, okay, this is nice. And I never have mine on high. I always turn it on low, but my girlfriend will have hers on high sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they are they are nice. I mean, we've we, I travel for work or used to, and uh, we've been places where it's been really cold, and it's definitely nice when we get a rental car that has heated seats. It's definitely a nice Does feature. Yours? No, no, mine's a base model, so it doesn't really have a whole lot of features, but it does have what I need, and that's all I that's all I needed. Yeah, definitely. You don't need any more than you want. Yeah, exactly. So, um when or you the other way around. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um so when you before you got your rooftop tent, did you go camping a lot? Um so we we were camping not as often as we do now. Um, we would stay in the car occasionally, um, but we had a, a cheap ground tent that we were using, um, except in the wintertime. Then we would make sure we slept in the back of the car. Yeah. So how many times do you think you slept in the back of the car? Three, I believe. Okay. Did you Did you ever leave the windows down a little bit? Uh, on two of them, we cracked them, okay. but one of them, it, the last time we actually slept in the car, it was in the middle of winter. We went to, um, Umqua hot springs in Oregon and it was dumping snow and oh. it was just, it was freezing. Wow. Like couldn't even make a fire cause it was just snowing too bad, but we made it through and it was definitely worth it. Like the hot springs were amazing. So how did you how did you sleep in the back? Did you get like air mattresses or um, put something else in there? So usually we would just lay some blankets down, but um, we ordered these like trifold mattresses, and we just laid one in there. And it ended up being a little too big, so we weren't big fans of it. Yeah, um, but it did work. Um, but a couple of blankets laid down with the seats folded is comfortable enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, uh, how many, how, how often do you go camping now with your rooftop tent? Uh, we try to go about every weekend, if not every other weekend. Um, but we've only had it for, uh, I think a couple months now. Um, I don't remember exactly when we got it, but we, we try to go out pretty often. So is that thing just pretty amazing? Yeah, it makes it so much easier. Now we'll leave. So we both work Sunday through Thursday and okay. we will leave Thursday after work and just drive to where we're going. It doesn't matter what time we get there because it only takes us a couple of minutes to unfold because we don't have to set up the 
you know, open up all the windows or anything. We just open what we need and we can fall asleep. Yeah, that's nice. So how uh, do you keep it? I guess you keep it off most of the time. Um, the tent? Yeah, or do you keep it on? It's It's on... It hasn't come off yet. Okay. So it's been on the whole time. I guess if you're going out pretty much every weekend, then there's no need to take it off. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. It might come off more um, in the wintertime. Just kind of depends on what's going on. How's the uh, spider um, rack working for you? It's great. Um, I... <laughs> I need to get a light bar for the rack because now I have like a little wind gap in between because I have the light bar cut out, but I haven't put a light bar up there yet. <laughs> so I get yeah. a little bit of wind noise, but that's, you know, that's my own doing because I haven't filled that gap yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, other than that, it's, it's great. And it's super sleek. It. Yeah. They look really, really good. I love the way those look. That's, that's definitely something that I want to get at some point um, just to, uh, you know, gives you gives you more options for mounting stuff up on your roof, and it's got yeah, it's it's so low profile and it just it looks really good. Yeah, and like I had, like I said, I had the the tule basket on top, and I had my spare tire in there, and like my recovery boards, I had to like zip tie them to the side of the rack, and like <laughs> they were like sticking out you know and trying to go into a parking garage when we would like go visit family in the city yeah. it was like i was always scared that i was gonna knock my boards <laughs> off and then when i got the rack I, you know they were laying flat and i had my spare tire on there still and it was it was definitely worth it so where do you have your spare tire now since you have the tie uh tent up there unfortunately it goes in the hatch <laughs> yeah that's where i had mine at first until i put mine up on my rack yeah, uh, maybe eventually we'll do a uh, spare tire carrier, and then. But I, I love my backup camera, and I am not really at that point where I feel like I want to rewire it. <laughs> yeah, I know that would uh, that would be yeah because it's it's right there in front of the the camera, huh? Yeah, it's like right in front of it, but. Yeah, I like mine too. Um, I mean, I didn't, my car before didn't have one, but it is nice just to, you know, I don't use it like to, to look, I mean, I, most of the time I'm looking in my side mirrors anyway, but it is nice to, to, you know, when you're getting close to something behind you just to be like, oh, I can back up a little bit more. I find it the most useful, like, so like when we go to like a parking lot and then I have to park next to trucks it's like a really wide angle view compared to, you know, trying to look back and see around these vehicles. So that's when I use it the most. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. What have been some of your favorite places to explore? Um, ooh, that's tough. Uh, right after we got it, we went to Utah and uh, we were out there for like five or six days and just kind of explored. Um, we went to all but one of the uh, national parks out there. Wow. So that was pretty cool. How many yeah. How many do they have out there? I I think six, at least down where we were. Um, so the only one in the area that we didn't go to was Capitol Reef. Okay. Uh, but we, we went to Zion and we did the Narrows and that nice. was 
that was awesome. That is definitely a recommended spot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, are there any, are there any places that you would really like to go if you could, like if money, you know, or time or distance was no issue you could take your car and go explore somewhere? Is there a spot that you would love to go see? Uh, probably Alaska. I think it'd be cool to go to Alaska. Yeah, that'd be a fun spot. I've ever since I was a little kid, so I'm like really into snowboarding. And ever since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to snowboard in Alaska out of a helicopter. And one day that will be an actual thing. So like just drop down onto a slope. Yeah, that yeah. I just I've always watched videos on it. And one day <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. Bucket list, man. That's awesome. <laughs> exactly. So when you've been out on trails, and I know you said when you were in the snow, you kind of, you hit your bumper and stuff, but have you encountered any sketchy spots on some trails that you weren't really sure about or weren't able to actually go through and had to turn around? Um, I've only turned around on one, and that was mainly just because I have a fear of heights. And when we were in Utah, um, there's this place called Schaefer Trail. And it's, you're basically just going down the cliff side and I am terrified of heights, but I regret it so much that we are going to have to make another trip just to go down that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't really have a fear of heights, but that still freaks me out to be on a cliff like that, especially if it's narrow. Um, yeah. It's just, just the thought of like, oops, if I slip off of this, then that's it. Yeah. And it's not like extremely narrow where you're like almost hanging off the edge, but it's definitely, it was also the first month that I had the cross track. So I didn't really, I wasn't super comfortable and I didn't know yet what it was capable of. Yeah. And now that I know I'm like, no, we, we have to go <laughs> back and I have to do it. Uh, yeah, I know. Like I want to go hit some more trails because after going to Colorado, it's like, okay, now I know what my car can do and I know what I can do with my car. Like I know what my capabilities are, especially being a manual. I have a little bit more control over what the car is doing. And so I'm also more comfortable and more confident now. So I want to get out and, and hit some more places. I just haven't been able to. I haven't had the time. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. Everything for us is pretty far away. Um, we don't really have a lot of trails around here because most of the like like forest roads and all that are gated because being in the Redwoods, we've had a lot of protesters. So like the logging companies and all that, that own the land started gating everything. Mm, yeah. So what is your what is the closest trail and what's the furthest trail that you've been to? I guess, like, I mean, going to Utah is pretty far, far to hit trails. But, I mean, like, I guess where you're at, what's the, like, closest and the furthest? Um, we don't, we haven't really gone, like, um, anywhere multiple times. So, it's hard to say, like, what the furthest one is. We, we mainly just go on weekend trips. So, we have, like, an eight-hour cutoff. Like, um, we won't go anywhere farther than eight hours because that's something that I'm comfortable to drive home the day before I got to go to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's a that's actually a very good point. And then the closest one, we have this place, it's called, uh, it's Titlow Hill. And that's where we go to the snow, because it's like, it's basically just a road up in the mountains. And a lot of people go there to go sledding. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. 
So you can stop and go sledding in the main parking lot, or you can just continue on the road and it'll get deeper and deeper. And there'll be a bunch of off-road vehicles out there past like where everybody sleds. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Cause then you can, like I said, you can do some trailing and then you can do some sledding. So that'd be fun. Yeah. During the summer, it's, it's not as, as fun up there because it is a paved road, but it's, it's like a fairly narrow paved road. Um, but during the snow, you know, it's, it's way more fun because the little pull offs, <laughs> like, cause there's small trails on the side okay. that have been made throughout time. Um, and those in the snow are way more fun than in the summer where it's just like some small ruts and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I really want to drive through snow. I'm, I'm really getting sick of everybody talking about how awesome it is driving through the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's, it's, it's it, the best. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I did drive, I did get to do some, um, drifting in my car when it snowed here, but like, I want to actually drive through snow, you know, not just like a parking lot that has snow on top of it. Um, so I think I may have to head out somewhere during spring break when my son is on spring break, just take that whole week off and go, go somewhere. Yeah, that would be awesome. How much snow did you guys get out there? I I don't remember like in inches, but I know it pretty much covered everything and it snowed really heavy. I think it started like on a Sunday afternoon or something. And then it snowed all night long, Sunday or Monday morning, because when I got out on Monday, I think I got out like a little bit after noon and everything was covered. It wasn't real thick, but like the roads were covered. I mean, everything had snow on it because usually when it snows here, it doesn't stay cool uh, long enough for it to like cover the roads and stay because it'll usually melt on the roads. But it was like frozen because we had, I think we had several days of sub-freezing temperature here, which is very unusual for us. So it was like, I think it would get up to like 30 on some days and it would get down into the teens. And so by the time it snowed, it was like already had been really, really cold. So for us. So when I got out, there was like, I had to be really careful on the roads because it wasn't just snow, it was ice too. And so that was why when I was going around a corner and I was like, oh, I'm going to drift through this corner and have some fun. My car just kept going and I hit a curb and put a little dent in or scrape on my, my OEM wheel. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, cause like I was turning and I was like, oh, I'm just going to like drift through this turn. Then I'll just let off the gas and, you know, let it correct. And it didn't correct. It just kept sliding and I hit the curb. I was like, crap. So, oh. but, uh, I was careful after that. And then when I got out to the parking lot to have some fun, I actually had to work for it then, but it was, <laughs> it was still fun. Yeah. I, I saw you post on, on Instagram that you were trying to do some donuts in the snow. Yeah. And I really wish that I, I wish I had had my car longer and I wish I had been more confident the way that I am now. And I wish I knew more of its capabilities because I'd only had it for like maybe three months or something like that. And so I wasn't as comfortable and confident then as I am now. So I would have a lot more fun with it now. It makes a difference. Like once you're like actually comfortable with it, what more you'll do. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause I'm, I'm always kind of trying a little bit more in, in this 
few spots that I have here to try to do something a little bit different, you know. But yeah. I just wish we had more here. Because for us, I mean, to get to something really decent, I'd have to drive at least a couple of hours or so away. And that's, uh, that's the same for us. We got to actually, like, travel to get anything good. Yeah, I just wish we had, like, some mountain trails only a couple of hours away. But, no. All these Oregon people out here, they they have it good. They can go, you know an hour tops and B because even me, like it's close, but to like actually be able to go hit some trails, it's, it's still a distance, but I do have the beach so I can go play on the beach if I want to go play on the beach. Yeah. I still haven't done that yet. I think that'd be cool. I know there are some, some like beach runs that people do. They do meetups and go down to the beach, but I haven't been able to do that yet. So, um, so I guess, would you say that snow is your favorite terrain to drive through? Yeah, definitely. It's it's kind of like, I don't know, when you go through some deep snow and you make it through it, it's kind of that like satisfaction thing, you know, like that's probably one of the biggest things for me. And then snow's also super unpredictable. Like it'll be hard and then just get super soft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard other people say that, that it's like sometimes a little sketchy and a little scary because it, it's because definitely it's un- fun. Yeah, but definitely fun. So. Um, so do you, do you take the photos of your car or, um, is it somebody else that takes them? Cause they're really good. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, you're so welcome. it's, it's a combination between my girlfriend and I, it just kind of depends on the picture. And, uh, she, she has helped my photo skills a lot. Um, because if you look at the beginning of my Instagram, they weren't as good, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I was taking a lot of them in the beginning. Um, and then she kind of helped me get better. And then I, I've been, you know, hanging out with my photographer friends and they have given me some pointers and all that. So that's definitely helped a lot too. And do you take your pictures with your phone or do you take them with an actual camera? Depends on if I remember my camera. (laughs) Okay. That's the biggest factor. Yeah, yeah. Um, most of them um, lately have been with my camera. Um, I think the last like three or four that I've posted, I forget my camera. But a lot of them lately have been with the camera. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I have a camera, but I uh, I haven't learned how to use it, <laughs> so I just use my phone. But but yeah, no, I really like your pictures, man. You've got some really good ones. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, and that rooftop tent looks really good. It's very... It, the the rooftop tent is low profile, too. Yeah, it's it's not as big as, you know, like a lot of the soft top tents and all that, but it's almost a queen-size mattress in there. Oh, that's so good. We, yeah, we have a lot of room. Yeah, that's all you need. I mean, enough room to for the two people to sleep, and, and you're good. Yeah, um, I have a lot of room to roll around in the middle of the night, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. So when you get out, you because you said there's like a local Subaru group there, do you usually, do you get out with them a lot or do you go out more like just you and your girlfriend? Um, it's mainly just my girlfriend and I. And because uh, when COVID hit, 
we didn't do anything. I think the first like two weeks we had like a little meetup um, with the Subaru group, but we don't really go anywhere. And it's a lot of, you know, the, um, the like WRXs and the STIs and stuff. So they can't really go off road. There's a few cross treks and um, a lifted outback, like an older generation outback. Okay. That is pretty cool. He's got some massive tires. Um, <laughs> but we have yet to have an off-road like little cruise. Yeah. You need to pull that together. I I know. It's hard because we're always going somewhere or if we're not going somewhere like um River and Thorin, um Wild Thorinberries. Yeah. They they're going out somewhere. They're usually the ones that we will go out with if um if we go out with anybody else. Yeah, there's there's been quite a few meetups that I wasn't able to make it to because if because a lot of t- I have my son every other weekend and we might already be doing something or he might have something that he's got to go to or we have a family event. And then if it's not that, then a lot of times I'm going up to see my girlfriend in Dallas. So, you know, those are going to take priority over going and meeting up with somebody. So it's just hard to schedule it. But there are times when I'm like, okay, I have to just schedule this and do it on this weekend. Yeah, definitely. We have a couple of car clubs that like host meets and stuff, but it's, you know, a lot of the the fast cars and all that stuff. Um, You being in Texas, I'm sure you know all about them because (laughs) all of them that I see on Instagram have Texas plates and they are very fast. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a fast car, so I wouldn't know anything about that. I just see them. <laughs> I don't have a fast car either. I have taken it down the drag strip, though, because we have a local drag strip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zero to 60 in like 20 seconds. Uh, I think I hit uh, like 74 or 75 miles an hour by the end of the quarter mile. <laughs> yeah. And that was a... that was in sport mode, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not impressive. Yeah. No, it was like an 18-second uh, quarter mile. Yeah, I don't mind having a slow car, though. It's okay. Yeah, see, and like I'm friends with a lot of the people in the like the Cars and Coffee group out here. And like we always, you know, like joke about how like my car's super slow. But then I tell them, okay, meet me up on the mountain and we'll see like how slow you guys are compared to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If they even make it up there. Exactly. Like, I'll meet you at this spot. Hey, you never made it. What happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So are there, um, is there like someone, like an account that you follow that you would love to just like meet up with, hang out and maybe hit the trails with? That's hard. Um, I definitely want to go out to Colorado. And there's a few people in Colorado that I would love to meet up with, like Java Wagon and oh, yeah. Shadow. That would be... Pfft, <laughs> yeah, and then like Subi Shirley's out there, mm-hmm. and um, Mushu Treks out there too, and then just all of the Colorado people seem like super chill. I've talked to most of them quite a bit, and they all seem super chill. And then seeing all of their pictures where they go, it's like it reminds me of when I lived there, and I'm like, I need to go back. Yeah, yeah, it's Colorado was fun, and that's I've been out there before besides that trip, but. I really like it. So if you had to pick like like a top three accounts that you could go like grab a meal or a drink with, who would that be? Oh, man. 
I know I sprung this one on you. I didn't have that on yeah, my list. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Thank, I have to. I have to give a shout out. Shout out to Hothtrek. He's the one that said, "Hey, I got a question that you can ask." Oh man, that is tough. Ooh, top three. Dang. <laughs> yeah, that is tough. I, man, that is that's tough. Um, I would have to say, um. Definitely Java Wagon because we we've talked quite a bit. And then um so I have a friend, his name's Jared. Uh he used to have a cross track, but he sold it for a Toyota Tacoma. He left us. Oh, and, that's uh, no good. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but um I've I met him through Instagram and we we talk almost every day. Oh, uh, that's cool. So it's like that's that's another one from Instagram that I would have to meet up with. Um, shoot, but I don't know. That's tough. Yeah, one more <laughs> uh, man. Maybe <laughs> uh, probably uh, Kai. Um, it's what is it? KPX Trek or KXP Trek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and uh, his girlfriend—they both have cross tracks that are uh, <laughs> super nice, and they're always hitting some some cool trails and taking amazing photos so yeah i think meeting up with them would be sweet and they're honestly though they're not even that far from us they're just a few hours oh well there you go you can make yeah, it happen. it's like it's like five hours i think or something like that that's within your eight hour window i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there you go make that uh dude set that up some weekend all right all right i'm gonna i'm gonna be keeping tabs on you okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I talk to him every once in a while but we haven't made it down that far yet. Not south. Yeah. How would you say that um, owning your Crosstrek has changed your life? Um, Just so like I've always loved camping and stuff. And then like as I got older, I didn't do it as much because, you know, adulting and responsibilities and um, never really had a vehicle that was capable enough to do it um, because I've, you know, owned cars and well, like hatchbacks and not a cross track because I never thought I would modify a hatchback to be able to go <laughs> off road yeah. until I saw them. And I was like, yes, this, this is it. Um, but being able to get out and actually like go experience things like going to Utah and seeing almost all of the national parks out there, that was something that I never would have done until I got the cross track. Yeah. And it's, you know, you can go camping in any car, but, and you can go see places in any car, but any car won't take you as many places as your Crosstrek will. That's the difference is like having a, having something that can take you to camping spots beyond just the normal camping spots, you know, cause like when we went to Colorado and we were hitting the trails, there was like these camping spots that we were driving out to. And I'm like, there's no way a regular car would get to the, be able to get to these camping spots with the trails that we just went on. So it was like, I was thinking about how like, that's cool that, if you want to get to these camping spots, you have to have a car that's capable to get there. Yeah, exactly. So it's just being able to get to other places and being able to get like beyond just, you know, like normal off-road stuff, you know, like a gravel road or a dirt road or something. Yeah, exactly. Like we went to this place called Usal Beach and uh, it's like gravel road for like 12 miles or something like that. And the road is not good and it is a very, very thin road. So 
if anybody's coming the other way, you have to put it either sort of in the little ditch against <laughs> the mountain, or you have to pull up on like a berm and kind of flex yeah. in order for people to get around you on most of the road. There is some spots that are pullouts, but it's like, I would not want to take, you know, my girlfriend's Nissan Altima out there. That's definitely not a road I would do that on. Yeah, for sure. And what would you say that your uh, favorite thing is about owning a Subaru? Um, I mean, I guess it's probably the same answer, but. Yeah, that and I've met a lot of people because of it. Um, and I don't know if it's just because of having a modified Subaru, but I feel like it's definitely like made friends because of how it is. Yeah. And I mean, you don't necessarily have to have one that's modded, but if you, I mean, even like if you had no plans of modding your Crosstrek, but you had like a car that is capable to get off-road, off the pavement, and you actually used it to get off the pavement and go explore things. You know, you don't have to have any mods to be able to do that, but I think that you would still, you know, be able to meet a lot of these people, you know, start an Instagram page, even if you kept your car stock, and people are going to accept you as a stock car because you have this mentality of owning this car that you want to get out and go explore with because there's so many people that can buy any Subaru, you know, that's capable of going off-road and it's just their daily driver. Because, I mean, I drive around here and I see all these people like in Outbacks and some Crosstreks, you know, and I'm like, do you ever take your car anywhere besides just on the pavement? Because your car that you bought is so much more capable than that. And I feel, I kind of feel bad for people like who own a Subaru and it doesn't seem like they ever take it anywhere. It's like you, do they just not have like that nature or, you know, are they just like, I don't know. I mean, I just, it's at almost, I don't want it to sound bad, but it almost seems like a waste to buy a Subaru that's capable of going off-road and just always driving it on the pavement. Yeah, but at the same time, you also got to think of, like you said, there's a lot of room and Subarus are extremely safe, which draws people in like a lot. Yeah, and that's very just true. being able to, you know, like it's a small, like with the Crosstrek, it's small enough that if you have kids, like not a ton of kids, you know, but if you have kids, you can still put car seats in the back. You still get great gas mileage and you're able to put something on the roof or, you know, like a roof basket or anything like that, which I mean, you can do with a minivan too, but you're, it's, it kind of appeals to many people with Subarus. No, they, they, they only have to buy it to go off road. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's a very good point because, uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I know there's a lot of people that, you know, I mean, especially listening to the podcast, um, and hearing people talk about Subarus, so many people talk about the safety and that was not one of the reasons that I bought it. And if you listen to my episode, then you heard me say that I bought it just because I thought it was a cool car and I didn't really know a whole lot about Subaru or the Crosstrex. I just knew that it was a car that would take me off the pavement. And that was the reason I bought it. And then I started finding out all these benefits after I bought it. But 
I know a lot of people do buy them because they're safe and because they get good gas mileage and they have room and they just appeal to, you know, people for different reasons. Yeah, mine was definitely a hatchback thing and being able to go off road. That was like the biggest thing. And obviously the safety, that's, I guess, a big factor, (laughs) but it's being able to go off the pavement, even though it stays on the pavement most of the time, but having the option to go off was definitely one of the biggest reasons why we got the cross track. Yeah, for me too. I mean, mine's on the pavement most of the time too. And, but I do like having that ability and um, just knowing that you can go other places and go explore beyond. Didn't you first see a cross track like coming down the stairs or something at work? Yeah. So yeah, I'd come back from lunch and and it was an orange one. Yeah. It was in 2013. I came down because that was when they first released them and came down the stairs, turned the corner and I was like, Whoa, what is that? And that was when I kind of fell in love with the cross track and you know, I just, it was always, and I had just bought a car like a year before that. My, I bought a Kia Forte five door. It was a hatchback and, and I really liked it. But, and I was thinking later on, I'm like, why didn't I look at the cross track? I was like, oh yeah, they didn't have them released yet because I bought my car in January of 2012 and the cross tracks weren't available yet. They weren't out. So that's why I never looked at them because I didn't, they, they weren't around yet. But yeah, so that it was in my mind from way back then. That's funny. Yeah. The first one that I saw that actually like was appealing to the eye and made me even like consider was an orange one. Yeah. It's a good it color. It did have modifications because it was wild thornberries, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it was also an orange one and it just drew my attention to that. Yeah, me too. And I, I don't remember if this one had any modifications to it. I just remember the, black and orange contrast because it had all the black accents and that's what you know the the color was bold but then all the black accents was like something that I hadn't really seen before or noticed before on any other car and that's really what drew me in so I didn't have any other questions but is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about I I don't know not that I can think of so um so where are you headed out next like what's going to be your next adventure um, we're going to go down to Sacramento, not so much really to go off road. We might go to like Folsom Lake cause it's pretty dried up right now and you can actually drive out in that area. But like like in the lake area? Yeah. In the lake area. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You can. So normally there's like a parking lot kind of thing, but you can actually drive down all the way to the water. Oh, nice. We've been down there once. Um, but of course, me not ever knowing where to park, I always park in the worst spots, like parking <laughs> lots. I always find the worst parking spaces. And when we go to the river, super rocky areas. So this time I'm actually going to, because I've, I've done some looking, I need to actually park in the sandy area so we can enjoy it a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go hit the sand again. Um, there's a park here in Houston that I've mentioned before on other episodes that I want to go hit up. So have to do that at some point. Just got to do it. Yep. Now that I can air down and then air back up. What do you use to air down? So I have these little like valve stem things that you screw on and let the air out. Um, I got them off Amazon. It has four of them. So you could put it on all four tires at once. 
if you wanted to, but I think it was like six bucks or something like that. It was really cheap. Um, so that's what I use. And then I have like a little gauge that I that's, use. That's exactly what I use too. Yeah. And then I have, uh, I got mine off at Amazon. <laughs> yeah. And then I have like, a uh, I can't remember the name of the air pump, but I've got an air pump that hooks up to my battery and, uh, airs them back up. And it, it doesn't really take all that long to, uh, to air them back up. So it's a, it's a nice little pump and does, it definitely does the job. Nice. Mine yeah. takes a little while and when it's, hot outside it definitely takes a little bit longer but it's it hasn't failed me at all i do have a, a backup one that i had gotten last year for my birthday and have yet to use oh good it's just because the one that i do have has never failed me yeah so. I, I have the vi air that's the one i have oh okay yeah and it's it uh the hose really close to the pump gets really hot after it's been running for a while oh really yeah that's but, like the bottom the bottom of my compressor. If like when you pick it up, if you touch the bottom, it's really warm right there. <laughs> yeah. But I like it. I mean it it's it's worked really well. And uh like I said, it doesn't take too long, so that's good. But it's uh I know there are some other systems out there, but this works for, for my needs right now. Definitely. Well, all right. Well, I guess uh, I guess I didn't have any other questions, but I hope that you uh, you have a good night. And uh, thanks again for coming on the podcast and, and doing this. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on here. It was awesome. Yeah, you're welcome. And, uh, you know, this will be out um, in a few weeks. But, um, yeah, it's uh, finally made it happen. And I'll uh, look forward to continuing to follow your build and uh, see where you're going. It's uh, it's always fun to see like where somebody's going next and what they're going to post next, you know, and people are getting really creative out there too and uh using reels more and doing TikTok and stuff and getting creative and I just I really like that. So, I need to like step it up a little bit. <laughs> That's how I feel. I've made like one TikTok and I I just I don't have the knack for it and I can't keep up with the creativity of people. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't really worry about it too much though. I mean, I'm just, most of my focus is just trying to, you know, keep up with the podcast and make sure that I'm putting out episodes every Monday and people have something to listen to. It definitely makes Mondays a lot better. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I've heard a lot of people say that. So I'm glad that, uh, that, you know, I've been able to bring something to the community that they enjoy listening to. Definitely. So, all right, man, we have a good night and uh, we'll keep in touch for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Subi and You podcast. I can't believe we are into episode 33, but it seems like we just started this thing. Uh, so thanks again, everybody, for tagging along and sticking around and listening. So, uh, if you're not already following Journey XV, go give him a follow and give him a little shout out. So anyway, see you on the episode next week. Also, if you want to be part of the Tales from the Trails series, uh, shoot me a DM and let me know if you um, would want to be on there. Because uh, I want to try to do that as kind of like a bonus episode series. Because uh, I'm sure people have all kinds of fun, crazy, cool, scary trails uh, or tales from the trails. Uh, yeah, so just let me know and uh, we will see you on the next one. Mm -hmm.